Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Sir, CEO of the 2020 Podcast, LLC, a.k.a. Kimbo Slice Lookalike for now, but that's until I get my retwist done. But uh, we'd like to introduce you to another episode of Squad Goals. And on this episode, this will be discussing colorism. And with that being said, this was a topic brought to us by my brother, Eternity himself. And so with that being said, I'm going to hand it off to him. That, thank you, good sir. Uh, good evening, Squad Goals. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. So I wanted to talk about this topic mostly because uh, we often see these disparaging differences within our community um, when it comes to colorism. For those who don't know what colorism is, essentially it's just discrimination within one's own race. Um, showing bias towards someone for their complexion being a certain way. You know, whether it be, you know, uh, less melanin than one or the other, we are all black people. Um, and I think it's really ultimately a time for colorism to stop. But I can't help but to notice how there's like that split divide where they talk about dark-skinned women are not protected as so they're not held on such a pedestal um, or a standard of beauty, quote unquote, um, as like a light-skinned sister, red bone, yellow bone, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Just a woman that's fair in complexion. But then it's on the flip side, it's the dark-skinned tall brother that is celebrated and the light-skinned man is looked at as someone who is weaker or inferior because of the complexion of their skin. So I thought this would be a good topic to tackle. And um, I just kind of want to hear what everybody else had to say. And I can just kind of toss my two cents in at the end. So um, since you've heard from two guys, where are my ladies at? I want to go to Lauren first. Lauren, are you available? Hey, y'all. All right. Take it away, dear. Okay, so for me, uh, this is a tough, tough topic, mainly because um, I have been dealing with it my whole life. Um, I was always the, oh, you're pretty for a black girl, or you're, um, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl, or, um, oh, I didn't know dark-skinned girls could do this, or I didn't know dark-skinned girls could do that. Or I would always get um, overlooked, I guess, um, for being, I was the one cool with the guys. They didn't want to talk to me. They wanted to talk to my light-skinned friends. And that actually just pushed me to start dating outside of my race. Because it wasn't that I was also getting it from light-skinned men. I started getting it from people who look just like me, dark-skinned guys that look just like me. So I started to embrace other races who love black women you know, dark-skinned women at that because, you know, to them, they saw me as the queen that I was um, outside of what I dealt with in my own race. So, ultimately, me, I literally only would date dark-skinned or outside of my race. I never dated a light-skinned guy because every light-skinned guy I've dated, I've had a bad experience with. Um, but as I got older, I just didn't find an attraction to lighter skin guys because of all of the stuff that I went through and I typically didn't really talk to a lot of light-skinned girls at one point in my life because of all the jokes and all of the stuff that they used to say to me um but I just kind of just stopped caring after a point but yeah hence I married outside of my race I guess it stuck with me a little bit longer than I expected but um I guess I love who I love but I don't have that uh sadness anymore but I, you know, sometimes I fear because my my kids are darker skinned. One is a little bit lighter, the other one is dark. So, um, so I kind of fear that they'll go through that as well. That's all I have. Sorry, I can't be visualized. You can't see me right now. I'll knee deep in hair color. I know you're good. Um, why you want to tune in? Yeah. Um, so, I, as far as that's concerned, like, I uh, I didn't really, well, I, I got more of it when um, I went to college, you know what I mean? Because um, I went to a predominantly, like, white high school, so black people just had to stick together, you know what I mean? But, like, I, I got it more, like, and I hate that whole, like, you know, 
light, like light-skinned guys are, are more sensitive and, and things like that. And they always have like that Prince meme or something like that, like how, how light-skinned guys act. Um, me personally, so the one thing that I, I like dating dark-skinned women, uh, to be honest with you, uh, it was kind of instilled in me um, with my aunt because my aunt was really, really dark-skinned. And she had, she ran into those issues. And so she was always saying, like, you know, make sure you find you a dark-skinned woman that's, that's nice, that does right, whatever. And, like, that was one of the things that, like, I really appreciate. Um, so, I mean, I, I just, I, I could tell from her that she had those kinds of experiences where, you know, they weren't, they felt like they weren't good enough or, you know, sometimes, like, you're said that you're not black enough just because, your, your light skin and things like that so or or like we have it easier because of the fact that we're light skin versus um you know we go through the same struggles that everybody else does so like to me it's kind of stupid you know what i mean like i, I don't really think of it as much but i i know it's brought up sometimes but uh yeah that's, that's my thing I, I just i don't i don't like it i just we got enough trouble being black in america and we don't have to worry about we should have to make more trouble for ourselves. Um, just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, Wyatt, I also think that um, I was always told that we tend to grow up attracted to the type of women that we are around. Um, you know, so if you grow up and the majority of the women that surround you are fair skin, you know, it's a brown skin, as opposed to darker skin women, if, if you've seen that for the majority of your life, then your ideas of beauty have kind of been cultivated on what you've been around, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely understand that part where you was talking about, you know, as far as like your, um, your aunt and with her being fair-skinned, I've noticed unintentionally I have a type. Like every woman I've ever been in a serious relationship with have all been brown-skinned, natural like natural hair women and they all are right they like slim thick like they I, I don't know what it is i just seem to always fall into that trap like i could be attracted to plenty of women but it's something about that yeah anyway back to the colorism issue um so i want to shoot it to you man i want to hear what you got to say on this topic so um i'm gonna be honest i'm guilty I am extremely guilty. Um, being in a fraternity, we, we had a broad spectrum of brothers, but dark skin outnumbered light skin. And we used to like crack jokes about it here and on again, where if, if one of the light skin bros say something, not, I don't want to say sensitive, but say something like <laughs> near and dear emotional, we'd be like, how very light skinned of you, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. And it was a playful jesting, but as time went forward and you saw more memes of it, and I guess, and I hate to say this, but the more and more you hear more women say, oh, it's nothing like a tall, dark-skinned man. You know what I'm saying? That really just, mm. And I've actually heard women talk and say, you know what? He's cute, but he's light-skinned, so mm, don't really do it for me. And it's cool to have preference, but I feel like that shouldn't be your preference. You know what I'm saying? Like, of all things, being lighter, though, uh so i'm i'm guilty of it man and uh it, it goes back to the point there there's a bit of truth in every joke and so we joke about you know this being a, a issue and we, you see the memes and the, like why i said the exaggerated prints comparisons and yeah i'm guilty of it and and i'm trying to be better about it because my best friend is light-skinned I sound like somebody said my best friend is white, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's really one of those things that I never want to offend my brother to the point where he feels uncomfortable with something I said. So we've actually had this conversation before. So that's what really brought it to my, my eyes. It was like, wow, this is really, really a thing. I thought it was, you know, it would be like water on a duck's back. It would just roll off. But if you hear something for so long, it bothers you, you know what I'm saying? And it bothers you more if it comes from someone who loves you, who's your brother. So I'm just trying to be more conscious of it. And for black women, whew, bruh. 2020, I'm going to be real with y'all. 2020 has been really interesting for me because it's really opened up my eyes to where I was really ignorant to the plight of women. 
where it comes from abuse, when it comes to being uh, feeling not protected, when it comes to feeling like they're ostracized, I'm seeing it now. I don't know. I don't know if it has to do with being in, in this COVID pandemic situation or just these blatant, you know, examples of colorism. It just is eye opening. And I'm like, wow. I'm 33 now and I'm just now getting it. Like, I, I feel ashamed and yet I feel like I need to hold others accountable as well. I feel like we need to make it the new standard. So uh, hence why I wanted to hand it hand this topic off to you, brother, because this is also affecting you, you know what I'm saying? So I want to give you the platform to discuss this and really be the forefront of this because I, I'm a transgressor. I've done it. So, you know, I, I have to sit back at the back of the church on this one, bro. I think truthfully, we all have done it. Um, and I mean, it kind of goes back to what you're talking about preference, especially in dating. Um, I can... I tell you that we talk about colorism, but we also talk don't talk about the stigmas that surround colorism too. Like dark skinned women are mean. Like all dark skinned women are mean. Um, which isn't true, but I do know some mean ones. I'm just throwing that in the bucket. Um, but I mean, but you know, not all dark skinned, you know, wait a minute. Um, Danae says I do the light skinned face when I take pictures. So you know, that's like when you get ready to pose, you're like, you know, you got to do something with your lip or something. It's always the light-skinned face. Yeah. They say dark-skinned dudes don't make that face, which is a lie because I have definitely seen it before. Um, but <laughs> just talking, you say that's so hurtful. <laughs> but I mean, just being serious, like, that is how, it's just little nuances like that that I think you hear over and over again. Um, and I think it's time that we just kind of, you know, open up and talk more about it. I'm going to shoot it over to Ebony so we can hear from the ladies again. Hey, everybody. Um, Well, I was just sitting kind of thinking about what all of you guys were saying. Uh, I do agree. I have done it. Um, I can remember always saying that I didn't want to date a light-skinned guy, but it wasn't because necessarily because of his skin. It was because my dad is light-skinned. And I wanted to date the very opposite <laughs> of what my dad was. So if there was a guy that physically had a trait that reminded me of my father, it was usually the skin tone that caught my attention first. So I never wanted to date anybody that had his skin tone. And when I got a little older, I realized that my granddad was more of a father to me than my dad. And he was also light-skinned. So that stigma started to show light in my eyes about some of the things that I would do uh, self-consciously. And I've kind of gotten out of that. But even there were comments I would make before I had kids that I always wanted chocolate babies. I didn't want to date anybody because I wanted the deep chocolate skin that I have. I want to make sure I share that and keep that legacy going. But like I said, my granddaddy was white. I mean, uh, was light-skinned. So <laughs> if I could come out chocolate, Who's to say that a light-skinned woman and a uh, dark-skinned woman and a light-skinned man can't make a chocolate baby? So I, I've I've started to in the probably in the last five years kind of make way to things like that. But even like Lauren said, when I go out with my friends, it's it was before a certain point. It seemed like it was always the light-skinned friends that got the attention, the light-skinned friends that got the free drinks, the light-skinned friends that that got the dance. But then after Say, for instance, she leave him hanging with me. We just sitting there talking. All of a sudden, he he recognized my mind and understand, you know, maybe she is a little bit cooler. Maybe she is my type. It took him to get to know me mentally for him to even consider me. But when it was the light-skinned girl, she's so beautiful. Oh, uh, that's wifey material right there. Oh, she going to have my babies. But when it came to me, I was only good for the sex until he got to know my mind. So just from a personal experience, that's how I looked at it for the longest. Um, I'm going to be honest, I still kind of look at that like that. For some reason, it seemed like the dark-skinned sisters are the ones, they you stay, they, they lurk in the shadows. But when it comes to trying to bring somebody around your mama, bring the light-skinned shit. So uh, I'm sorry if that seemed a little, a little judgmental, but um, just saying, I, I didn't see some things. But I am in one small area, so let's not put that to every city, okay? 
I recognize that we're gonna we're gonna play out for that. But I do believe, like you said, this is the time for that healing. This is the time for us to realize that it's not based on those values that we I don't want to say values. Uh, that those traits that we were taught, because that's that's basically what it is. It's things that were handed down. Um, Lauren did make a comment about it coming from slavery. Part of me feels like it could be a little bit beyond that. Uh, actually, I, I feel like it goes a little bit further back than slavery, but we ain't gonna get into that. But yeah, that's that's how I feel, and I feel like my chocolate children are the most beautiful children in the world. So y'all can't say shit by my children. <laughs> so my mom fell in love and married a chocolate man because she said she wanted to have chocolate babies. <laughs> it don't work. So um, I felt vindicated when my mama told me that. I was just like, why? I, and eventually I did get a tan. Yes, and this is me with the tan. If I could show y'all my baby pictures, I was like, I was white, like palm white. And uh, I just, I always think about stuff like that, especially when we talk about the whole colorism, because I'm like, my mama really, my mama almost did me. Like, my mother had no faith, like no faith that I would get darker. She just thought I was always going to be just this little light, bright baby, which, I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, yeah, we was the same complexion. Like, how does that work? Uh, dude, I'm going to put it over to you, man. Take it out. All right, man. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I just want to first and foremost shout out my wife. But uh, yeah, like like everybody else, man, I'm I done did it too, you know. Uh, my my mama light skin, my daddy light skin, my bro, both of my brothers light skin, my sister light skin, my my grandma like, and then you get me. <laughs> so so I actually came up with you know oh you know we all light skin you know and it skipped over you, you know what I'm saying and I you know back back then it was like hey man I wish I I wish I looked like Chris Brown right about now you know. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we I mean we all guilty of it. And then so growing up, it was like you know oh I want the you know I want the light skin, I want the light skin, blah blah blah. And then as I got older, I was like yo, the darker chicks is the most breathtaking thing in the world, you know. And my and my wife is brown, she's lighter than I am. But like I, in time, I think we we get over it, you know, based off of you know just learning and, and, and experience you know we put people through it and some of us actually go through it and I actually do think you know like Ebony said I think it goes beyond slavery but I also feel like it did start on that plantation you know it started with the house the house in versus the field in you know that that barrier of jealousy that was created amongst each other you know us, us the, the ones out in the field, we wanted to be in the house. And the ones in the house, they was like, you know, y'all ain't good enough to be in here. You know what I mean? So that huge divide that came from the plantation just never went away. And I think, I think that's a lot of where it started. And it hasn't ended because we just won't let it go. You know, it's, it's, it's all about who you are. You know, it's not about how you look. It's not about your color, but it's it's the it's the music. You know, it's it's what these celebs is doing. You we we so influenced and 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 keep and honestly and quite honestly, the white woman is the pillar of success for most black men after they get the fame. You know, after after they bust through that threshold and they're famous and blah 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 a lot of them break off and end up with a white woman as a trophy of success. See what I'm saying? So we look too much at color, you know, and it has not went away, you know, just because we haven't let it go away. You know, when we, when we talk about building our credit, we say that's white people stuff. When we talk about starting a business, we say that's white people stuff. You know, like my, my, my wife, she has, immaculate grammar and people that tell her she talk white but no she just intelligent and black you see what i mean everything that's positive about life everything that's positive about our personalities everything positive is white but when it's but when it's negative you know when we start when we start talking about the streets 
you know, or being too too rough around the edges and stuff like that. Now, now things are black. You know, so once once we find a way to say, you know, ah, nah, she light skin. No, no, let's talk first. You know, let's see, let's see where they are here because. You know, it doesn't matter how good you look on the inside, you could be hideous based off of who you are. So once we um, build each other up, no matter what shade of it we are, because at the end of the day, when we apply for that job, we all check the same box. But once we understand that, I think we'll slowly recover from that. But we just also, like with 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 me being brown and with eternity being a little lighter than myself, I'm still gonna pick him up. You know, I'm 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 still gonna say what's up, King. I'm still gonna acknowledge him as such, even though he's a little lighter than myself. And for Ebony, I'm sure you've seen a light skinned woman. You know, I see you. I see you, Queen. If we can do that and make it a healthy habit instead of ah man, you light skinned dog, you soft. If we can. If we can slowly start within ourselves, it has to start with us. We have to be the change we want to see. So if it starts with us and we start placing those compliments on the lighter shades or the darker shades and not make them feel inferior to our shade, I think we'll be heading in the right direction. And that's all I got to say. That was very well stated, bro. Um, lots of knowledge in there. Um, lots of uplifting stuff. And that is... Uh, Definitely what this is about. Um, I know normally we joke a lot, and I mean, I don't want to be so serious, but I'm going to tell you something that Jared said something about the European standard of beauty. And then, sir, you said something about, you know, as far as being Greek and uh, doing the different things like that. And it triggered something in me to want to ask about this. Um, one of my favorite movies is School Days by Spike Lee. Um, and there are, there are a lot of colorism uh, issues addressed in that movie. So when we were talking earlier and you was talking about, you know, the Greek stuff, we was talking about the European standard of beauty, good and bad hair came to mind. When they were in the, the beauty shop and you had the wannabes and the jigaboos. And I want to really kind of talk to, I want everybody to chime in, but I'm going to probably send it back to Lauren first. Um, I want to hear, as a black woman, how does it make you feel when you when people use colorism to try to, um, I guess, make you feel less beautiful because of the grade of your hair or the you know the things that appeal to you about yourself that others may try to say they don't find attractive. Adolescent Adults is a hilarious podcast. It centers around pop culture, love, relationships anything that pertains to the millennial life. Adolescent Adults is hosted by Mariah Lynn and BJ Hoke, and they bring you new fresh content every single week. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Adolescent Adults Podcast. Cool. So it's funny you say that because I want to go back to when you said um, how it's the stigmatism that dark-skinned women are me. Um, because that's what I've gotten my whole life. Um, they always, now I'm the, now I'm the most bubbliest person, literally cheerleader walk up to me all the time, every day. That's me. But people have always felt intimidated by me because they always ask me as far as you, you seem, I thought you were mean. I'm like, well, how? Because I'm the one that'll speak to you before anybody, you know, or, um, they would assume that it was something wrong with me because I was so happy um, all the time. They was like, well, why are you smiling? Like, why not? You know, um, I used to get that a lot. And it's one thing you said about the attitude was me and, my husband, me and my now husband, when we first started talking, we got into a huge argument and I felt like it was in a sense, it was colorism, but I felt like it was racist too, because he said, I like dark skinned women because they're more aggressive than light skinned women. And I didn't know how to take that because to me, I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? You know, because I'm like, um, what does that even mean? That's, I mean, you're no better than a black man telling me that I'm too mean or 
I'm too hard or I'm too tough because I'm darker, you know. So it took me, trust me, it took me a minute to even, he had got blocked, deleted all of that. He took a minute to come back because <laughs> I was like, look, I've been dating outside my life. I my, my race my whole life. I didn't come to no Asian man to tell me that, you know, I'm aggressive, you know. Um, then, you know, because, you know, of course, you know, then we can start throwing tit for tat. But, you know, it's, that's, you know, people think Asians smart. All of them ain't smart, trust me. I know a couple of Asians. Um, they dumber than dumb, you know. So that's what I mean by, you know, how people always put that colorism, stigmatism, all that on us, you know. And I think with the hair, it's funny you ask me that because he is the one that has made me the most comfortable. And my husband is Asian. He's Thai. He's not Chinese. He's Thai and Lao. So he's more, um, I guess, more of the Hawaiian, Samoan side, whereas Vietnamese, I guess, if, you know, to help people understand that. But he is the one that has made me feel most comfortable in my natural hair um, than anybody I've ever dated. Everybody has always tried to say, oh, you need to have on um, a wig or your hair need to be straight or you need a perm. So when it, when you say eternity that you love women with natural hair, that's a shocker to me because I've never encountered a black man who likes it ever, like ever in my life. Um, it was always like, oh, I like your hair like that, but ooh, baby, when you straighten your hair, when you get your hair laid in that perm or that weave, oh my God, you do something to me. My husband, when I straightened, when I put a wig on, he was like, you cute, but I want your dress. Like, what, what you doing? You know, he loves my natural hair. So to me, I fell in love with him loving me for my natural self. And I didn't have to put on all this extra makeup or anything like that. He kind of looked at me like I'm crazy when I do, but I don't care. I got to get cute. But um, <laughs> as far as the hair, um, I've always gotten that, um, you know, dark skin girls got that. I always tell people I got um, in the field hair when they try to uh, describe they like, you got 4C or 1C. Girl, I don't know what that means. I know that it's kinky, it's tight, you know, and it's, you know, I need a little water to make it curl up. I don't know what no 1, 2, and 3 and 4C means, you know, so, um, so yeah, um, especially coming from my mom. My mom is, you know, everybody say, I got Indian in my family, but we actually do. But unfortunately, I got my daddy's side of it, and my mama and everybody else in my family got all this pretty hair. You know, it's a water touch, it just, you know, it just flows. I mean, they can do wash and goes, and it's just beautiful. Me, on the other hand, maybe I got to twist that thing up, add some, you know, uh, curl moisturizer and all kinds of stuff. So um, I think that's a big, big thing that you brought up because it's always been a problem for me. But, or even like in my job, I would have to change my hair as well because of that so yeah ebony while we since it's first i want to go to you how about you what's your experience um i have very similar experiences uh to lauren um especially with the hair i've been natural since i had my first son and to be honest the last few years my hair has been about the same length maybe two years ago i started experimenting with crochet braids and that's the first time I actually started wearing weave. And I didn't start getting male attention until I started wearing the weave. There would be so many people that would tell me I was cute. But as soon as I put that picture up, when I get them crochet braids in, oh, you so beautiful. Oh, you so fine. When can we go out? But as soon as I'm back like this, they gonna go. So they, when, when they time you get your hair done? I had somebody actually ask me that, like, <laughs> the day after I took my hair out. And I'm like, why? I'm going to keep my hair out for about two weeks. Like, my hair is going to breathe. What's wrong with my hair? If you don't like my hair, you claim you was attracted to me with my hair. But as soon as you see me with the crochet braids, now all of a sudden you love the big fluffy hair. Um, I love natural hair. But I'm going to be honest. I grew up in a family where I was the only one that had natural hair. Uh, it came after I moved. I was pregnant. I was going to school full time and working full time. And, you know, I didn't really have time or the money to get my hair done. So I just used to keep a bonnet on my head and I would just walk around like that. So unknown, unknowingly, I was transitioning. And 
after I had my son in the hospital, I asked my cousin to cut all my, my perm ends off and I went natural. After that, my folks clowned me, talking about them BBs, talking about I couldn't do nothing with my hair, talking about you need to do something to your hair. Like every, it was always something, always. I couldn't wash it and do nothing, couldn't dry it and do nothing, couldn't dye it, couldn't put it up in a ponytail. So I had to just go. Then it got to a point where I started learning to do a little, little something here, a little something there. I started watching YouTube videos. And I'm going to be honest, YouTube saved my life. If that YouTube community had not already started with the natural hair trends, I don't know what I would be with natural hair. I ain't saying I'm the most beautiful person in the world with the natural hair, but baby, I done learned some things. And I definitely can pull off a, a puff and be one of the most beautiful things in, in, the, in the room and not even worry about it. But soon as a man come up and try to compliment me on my hair, they don't know how to do it because they're not used to it. Like you said, Lauren, they used to the long weaves or they used to the, if it's natural hair, it's the long natural hair that goes down to your shoulders and it's bouncing in the wind and it's all moisturized 24-7. That ain't the hair I got. You see this? My hair do this. It springs. This is, this is, this is what it does. And I feel like there are some men that are attracted to it, but I also feel like it helps me to find somebody that's really for me. Because if you can accept all of me, not just me when I have my crochet braids in, not just me when I'm out at the club, but also me when I'm sitting in the bed with a t-shirt and some boxes on <laughs> with my natural hair out. Like if you can't, if you can't look at me at five o'clock in the morning while I'm asleep, <laughs> you ain't gonna be able to stick around because that's the natural me. And to be honest, I'm, I'm actually glad I went down this journey because I've come to a point of being able to love myself in a way that nobody else can ever love me. And it's mostly, most of it started with my natural hair. That was heaven. Very well said. Um, Ebony, you're beautiful. Don't let them tell you anything otherwise. You know that though. Um, so before I hop into this with the fellas, I'm getting feedback from somebody. Is the mic too loud? I want to say something really quick. When a woman do something to her hair, you better pay attention. Because that means something drastic is coming. She finna boss up. She finna do something. She feeling herself. Like, it's really a thing. That's probably why I'm coloring my hair now. I feel like I got a new empowerment going on or something. But, yes, that is definitely a thing. Okay, so since you said that, I'm going to have to pause my thought for a second. I want to know why y'all cut y'all hair off and then y'all go buy $300 wigs. Why do women do that? Unfortunately, I cannot answer that. I think they're full. But um, I cut my hair off uh, the first time because I felt liberated. Like she said, it made me find a whole new love. Like when I feel like I'm going through some situation in life, whether it be in a relationship um, where I'm talking to somebody and they like, they kind of make me feel like an ounce like, dang, that, you know, maybe I do need to do something else. I, it's almost like a snapback in a sense. It almost like, bitch, you cute. You don't need that. Cut your damn hair. You know, like it's one of those moments, you know, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, but I think other people do it for their insecurities. Like you said, how they always follow the trends of people. People want to be just like celebrities so bad. Unfortunately, I'm not that person. I would rather have a Brahmin. I would rather have those shoes. I would rather have a shopping spree and spend that amount. You know, I would rather have something that's going to last. I would rather have a new um, air fryer, you know, than spend that money <laughs> on some wigs. I want some longevity to what's going on with my, you know, my money. So, um, but I think for them, it helps them recreate who they are. For me, cutting my hair was liberation. For them, getting wigs, I think, is a recreation for them. Because, when I, like I said, when, when women do certain things to their hair, they're really going through something. It's a journey that they're trying to either um, go on or something they're trying to mask. Um, and that's, that's a definitely true statement. So that's my take on it. Well, okay. personally, for me, I see video... Um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was Tanaya Lathan. She was the um, the main character. I cannot remember the name of the movie. I think it's Naturally Ever After. That movie 
like it it explained my journey so much um in the beginning i was the person that had my hair permed every three to four weeks baby i had to have these edges laid these edges laid i had to have my body wrap anytime i went somewhere i did not take this wrap down until i got where i was going and it's so funny because i have completely changed from the person i used to be i used to be the person that will always have to comb it down and then make sure that every hair is is straight get the 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 oil sheen and all these other things and make sure i had a little bitty uh bottle of isoplus in my purse i had to make sure i had the edge control i had to make sure i had everything on me so then when i go out in this humidity if something happened so i could put my hair back together but now i'm the type of person after i leave the house how it look when I get there, that's it. That's how you're going to get it. Like, <laughs> I let my hair do its own thing. I put a little product in it, brush it up, get that edge control still a little bit. That's it. I'm gone. And when I watch Tanaya Lathan's journey through that the process, you know what I'm saying, from going to having the weave, having her hair um, permed, and I think she was a little girl and she got in the pool, and her mama was saying she uh, didn't want her to get in the pool because she didn't want her to mess up her perm. But then she got in and messed it up anyway, and she got in trouble. And then it shows her going to, you know, having to weave and everything. How certain men perceive you, it's, it's, for, it's for some reason, it's status associated with the weave. I don't know why. Um, like she said, it could be because of um, necessarily the, the, the stars and whatnot, but I feel like it's deeper than that. I do feel like it's because of, you know, the long, silky white hair. Um, but yeah, I do feel like it's a it's a piece of status for some reason for, for women that do that. But it depends on, like y'all were saying before, it depends on how you grew up. For me, that's how I grew up. But at first, um, I loved my grandma's natural hair, but she had a, that silky uh, natural hair. My mom them, they had it too, but it wasn't as silky as my grandma. So they would get perms more often. My my grandma only got perms like two, three times a year. And so after I did go natural, I was realizing that I didn't have the type of hair that I thought I did. <laughs> so I, I had to learn so much. Like I said, I had to learn stuff about myself. I had to learn stuff about my hair. But I remember I named my hair when I first went natural and I used to talk to it. So when I would put the products in and whatnot, I would have this song that I would sing to my hair. And it was like I was nurturing my hair like a baby. And that that's what I was, that's what it was, that relationship that I had. It was like I was nurturing myself as an infant too. It it, it was correlated, you know what I'm saying? Um it, it's it's just funny how I look at things now, but <laughs> looking back now, I realize why I did this stuff. No, that's cool. Um so from the male perspective, which I don't have any anymore, but I had hair for about 16, 17 years. And um, I, I remember like um, black elder, if you will, that was in a debutante program. Well, the level to your military, which is like the male, de you know, debut type thing or whatever they have here. Um, and I had my hair and I just remember the lady telling me I would never be anything as long as I had long hair. Now, bro, I am like 17 years old. And you got this grown woman telling me I won't ever be able to do anything I want to do, like join professional organizations or join a fraternity. Ha! Did both of them. But um, like from that point, I took it personal, like to set out and just prove her wrong. And you know, but I, I also think back to that and it stuck with me because you think about even the the um, cases that we're having now where there's discrimination against people with locks and, you know, how you have to have your certain hair, what's business professional hair. Um, all of that, I feel like, kind of flows into the colorism topic, too, and even just the topic of hair, whether it be male or a woman. Um, Wyatt, I'm coming to you, brother. Uh. So I just started having hair, so I, I'm kind of new to all of this. Uh, like, <laughs> I just usually had, like, a uh, a ball fade up until, like, I literally, and then I went bald for a little bit because I didn't have nothing else to do. 
like and I had I had enough head to, to be able to do it so like when it came to like preference for women like me personally I as long as you was all right like your hair did not your hair didn't bother me like one way or the other like me personally like as long as as long as I'm not getting blasted in the face with flakes in the in the morning like I'm good so uh <laughs> like you know natural you know if you got braids you got straight hair man I like that's it um so I, I get yeah I get sometimes how certain people feel a certain way about hair but like to me to me I mean be honest with you man I feel like there's too much shit to to really be worried about than, than to be worried about hair and somebody else's color like we we in the same struggle together so like when when these other races see us they don't see a light-skinned black person and a dark-skinned black person they just see a nigga so i i don't really you know what i mean uh i i'm more like that carlton or when he didn't get into the fraternity he's like well, why are you holding me back here you know what i'm saying so uh i'm just man i just i i grew up a little bit different than other people um and I was really sheltered in a whole lot of situations, but you know what I mean? It just came to a point of, you know, this person had this hairdo, this person had that one. It, it didn't really matter. Like as long as they, they were happy with it. And, and I think a part of that is just being confident with who you are. Like, I just want to say to the women, like, I'm sorry, y'all had to deal with this shit. Like y'all, y'all had some horrible dudes. And, and like, like, I feel like, you know, I'm glad you know, some of y'all have gone through it, some of y'all are going through it now, but like, man, y'all, y'all deserve better. So, you know, on behalf of all men, especially all black men, like we, we needed to do better in, in how we treat y'all. But in the same instance, I want you to be able to know that, you know, you're loved, no matter if you got bald heads, if you got no hair, if you only got like three hairs, like those cartoons, like it's, it's whatever. So, uh, or even if you got the, the long, like Indian hair, even if the hair's not yours. So it don't really matter. So just, uh, just, you know, we love you. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, one other thing. One other thing. Ebony, where's your hair's name, Harriet? I just, I had to get a dad joke. <laughs> oh, God. I was thinking about it, and I was trying to type it, and I couldn't get it fast enough. But if your hair's name was Harriet, I was going to die laughing. Oh. Uh, no, it was not. It was Queen Sheba. Thank you. Okay. All right. Just wanted to know. Just wanted to know. All right. Now I'm really done. I was going to say, here he go being light-skinned. Did he come cracking dad jokes? Hey, we're going to go to Jed, and then I'm going to let Sir, I want you to close this out, okay? Uh, I love natural hair. <laughs> I love it. I love everything about it. Like, I'm not a fan of weave. I'm not a fan of makeup. I don't like none of that. I need to come at y'all like they tell you to go to church. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just, I just need you to be you, you know, because all that makeup and all of that, you know, when you go to sleep at night, you're not going to have all that on, you know? So I, the same way you're going to wake up in the morning, that's the same way I want to see you all the time. I almost get upset when my wife put makeup on, but I don't, don't want to see that. You look good. You don't need it. You know what I'm saying? And and natural hair. I hate when she get weed. You, know you gonna saying? do it? But she she don't want me. She don't want to stay up all night twisting twisting her hair and doing all that. Look, man, I tell you, man, I done helped a couple times. I had to take a lot of breaks. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's hard work helping her to twist that hair, man. I I, I done quit on her a couple times. So if we ever wonder why a lot of them don't wear their natural hair, that's because they don't want to put the work in. Cause I I ain't a fan. <laughs> but I do when she when she take it out and she getting ready to get a hair did again in the next couple of weeks. I do enjoy the, the couple of weeks that I get to see her natural hair when she gets the puffs and stuff like that. It's absolutely it's just beautiful, you know. But I do not want to that man. My fingers is hurting, man. You know what I'm saying? It's hard, man. <laughs> but man, and and I did go to through a stint. Me and my cousin RJ, man, me and him, we was going to the beauty supply on Government Street, and we was getting the little uh, things that supposed to make your hair curl up. We was getting like little curling kits, man. 
I had my grandma and them putting them in because we wanted to curl up like everybody else. But man, that just ain't what it is. <laughs> but man, I hate that. I do, I do hate that, you know, weave and all that's supposed to be some kind of status because no matter how, what kind of weave you got, how long it is, if you as a person is terrible, I'm going a, I'm to a tell you your weave weak anyway. You know what I'm saying? You, your personality got to make the weave look good because if you if you if you're a terrible human, you need to take that horse's hair back. So that's see, see, but my my wife, she's a good human, so it look good on. Her. You know what I'm saying? But if you you know if you want them ones walk around here thinking you you know what I'm saying you God's gift to the earth, then you're a terrible human. That that weave don't look good on you. You know what I'm saying? You look like you look like a clown with all that makeup on all of a sudden. You feel me? So but hey man, but that's that's my take on it, man. Everybody just be who they is. I love, you know, I love I love a person who can be themselves. You know what I'm saying? And once you learn to love yourself and learn how to be you, you'll only get better. You know, so that's all I got. Yo, so this is hilarious. Um so I'm going to piggyback on a couple things everybody said. So I too have duked <laughs> in high school. <laughs> I wanted the curly hair and I, I had longer hair in, uh, in high school. So my, my stuff was like kind of straight, you know what I'm saying? Like whenever, whenever my hair got long, it was like straight. So I'm like, man, I want my shit to be curly. You know what I'm saying? Let me go get this Duke, you know, and get mom to put it in. And that's when I found out, found out um, the intensity of the curl, depending on how long you left it in. And if you don't read the directions, you'll be out here looking like a wet baby bird. So <laughs> I, uh, my first Duke, bruh, went extreme, left that thing in for about 45 minutes. Now, if you know, like I know now, you're supposed to leave that thing in about 10, 15, so it could look kind of realistic. Whole 45, bruh. I remember because it was one and a half episodes of The Simpsons. And I washed it out, bruh. It looked like I put shoe polish in my scalp, bruh. It looked terrible, terrible. No amount of do-ragging helped your boy out on that day. But um, so I, I said all that to say is like hair can become an identity. And that's, that's the thing about it. So on one spectrum, I appreciate my sisters for embracing what they envision as beauty. You know, whether it be natural or it be, you know, going to get the extensions or the wigs or whatever it may be. Do what makes you feel better, but understand that your beauty can't be bought. That's the thing that I think we want to hit on. Your beauty is natural, and that's what we appreciate from our women. Um, the other thing is, I'm going to be honest, transparent moment number 11,002. I hated natural hair in college. Could not stand it. Could not stand it. But I had a good reason. I had a good reason. I had a particular ex who, who bamboozled me. I, it was the good old bait and switch. I didn't know what was going on. Um, but it created a rift with me where I didn't care for it going forward. And that was my issue, not yours. So to black women, I apologize. I used to harp on natural hair and called it lazy and all this stuff. But bruh, like why I just started my lock journey. And let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> Learning about what hair products work for you, learning about dry scalp, learning about humidity. Let me tell you about humidity. You can have the best hair in the world, but if you go outside in Mobile, Alabama, <laughs> at any time after 11 a.m., your hair is bound to frizz. Now, I didn't know what frizz was at first. I was not aware. So, because I like to go walking in the park across the street, you know what I'm saying? That's how I get my exercise. I do one lap. I take off my do-rag. And I look like a Super Saiyan low-key. You know what I'm saying? So I understand the plight. I The patience it takes, like Jared said, and shout out to Jared for coming and being a guest. We appreciate you, brother. Um, like Jared was saying, it's a lot of work that go into it. And like Ebony was saying as well, I, I commend you for naming your hair. And I'm not even being funny because you have to love it as if it was your child because it's an extension of you. So just like people name they for JJ, just like sometimes we nickname our body parts, there's nothing wrong, nothing foreign about naming your hair. 
So loving it as if it was an extension of you, which it is, I'm with it. I think we should make that shit a trend, quite frankly, to make it a, a point. I think it should be cool. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should have, because I mean, just like Lauren said, when a woman changes her hair, she's essentially changing her. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a new chapter. So why not name the hair itself? Because if you're leaving that part of you behind and you're embracing this new year and embracing this new hair, why not give it an identity? But um, over and all, man, yeah, it, it, for, it took for me to get in those shoes in order to truly appreciate what you guys experience and what it means. Because, bro, moisturizing every day is not easy, bro. Maintaining a uh, moist scalp is easier said than done. And, and finding these oils, and first off, let's talk about these hair stores that's got varying prices on the same products. Because I done got some vitamin E oil for $4.99, $2.99, and I think $6.99. Same brand, same bottle, just different places, different prices. So I don't appreciate that. And I don't like that about y'all hair stores. But anyway, I digress. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on it, Tony. That's how. All right. Well, that being said, um, this is Squad Goals Colorism Edition. I want to thank Sir and all of our panelists for this evening for uh, coming and taking part. I thank you for allowing me to be your special guest host for this evening. And once again, for Squad Goals, I'm Eternity. We out.